Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Top That Track. I'm one of your two hosts. I'm Precious Cato. And joining me, as always, over there from six feet away properly is Old Man Dave O'Connor. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for listening in and and staying with us and all that fun stuff. Um, So today's episode, as you know, I'm I'm taking over the podcast. It is black now. Okay. Yes. Take, taking over? I'm taking Wasn't it. it always this way? Yes, but now I'm just like saying it publicly. It's official. Uh-huh. It's a bit stamped. <laughs> so this is our second episode of our, you know, Keep Celebrating Black Music series that we're going with, on with that will have just no end. Um, really excited about doing this. I don't know. It's fun to me. It's funny. Look at Dave. Look at him. What? Exactly. I'm here. I love it. I okay. show up. <laughs> he does show up, which is good. Okay, guys. So... We have um, a special guest joining us, Miss Leela Ike. Um, she's in the wings right now, and um, really excited to have her join us. Um, we're going to be talking about Caribbean music and Latin music, and this is her intro song playing underneath me. So it's just she's a natural fit for this. Love theme. it. Yes. So Dave, we know we might have some some new people joining us. Sure. Tell them what should they expect from this podcast. Very simple format. Um, I pick a song from the olden golden era golden. I would say golden he said golden yeah. y'all he said golden we, we, uh, we, oh hell no we, we won't say the good old days because I, I don't think it was that correct uh, and then Precious my beautiful colleague will uh, pick a song from a little bit more of a current era yes mm-hmm. and then our wonderful host Lila will decide who picked that uh, better track who topped mm-hmm. that track who topped that what, track what, what was the song that represented the theme and moment the best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start calling um, my era of music the era oh, era because I haven't pressed that button enough and I yeah I just I need to I need to I feel like that's fun that's kind of cute and memeable very it's young. it's a meme it's a meme it it's is a yeah meme. maybe we're in the meme era of yeah music. the meme oh now that's a great episode theme I'm gonna stash that away Didn't we do that already we did but like I want to do it again Okay. Even though my artist will probably still be Baby Now Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So, once again, thank you so much, so much for joining us. Um, this episode is part of our, you know, Keep Celebrating Black Music series accompanying um, the revolution that's happening just outside our doors, the Black Lives Matter movement, All Black Lives Matter, and we're here to say it, we're loud and proud about it, and this is how we're celebrating the the coming new way of life that we're entering now, where black people matter! Hell yeah! Let's go! So, our guest today, Leela IK. her song is playing underneath me, as I said before, it's called I Spy. Um, and she is a singer from Jamaica who is putting her her own spin on contemporary reggae music with elements of soul and, and hip hop and also dance hall. We can't forget about dance hall. And yes, she just came out with her project. Um, it's called The Experience. So definitely go check that out. And everybody, let's welcome on this free spirited singer, Lila, everybody. Hi, Lila. Hey, bless up. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. How are you doing? How are you doing? What are you up to? I'm chill. You know, it's, it's a pretty good day here in Jamaica. The sun is out. Just came back from my workout, so oh, I'm yes. just relaxing right now. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, what did you um do to what did you do to work out? Did you run a little squat moment, or are you kind of an aerobics gal? Uh, I did. 
yeah, I do mostly um, lower body today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, gotta work on the lower body. I have a trainer, so he normally tells me what to do. Oh, yes. Oh, go ahead, girl, with a trainer. I love that. I need to get a trainer, Dave. It's time. It's time. I have one on Zoom. You have a trainer on Zoom, Dave? Yeah. Oh, and how's that going for you? It's going very well. She's very mean to me, which I need. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people, too, where I need to be, like, <laughs> disciplined. Like, yo, get in line. Like, yeah, the coddling. for sure. Yeah, like the coddling and the, the niceness that doesn't really... She makes me take my shirt off to make me feel fat. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. I've done that to myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. When it you works. Just, when uh, you get moving and you, you see all the uh-huh. all the fat jiggling around, it's kind of like, oh, God. Jeez. Uh, Lila, where in the world are you right now? Well, I'm in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. And what part of Jamaica are you from? I'm from Manchester. Manchester. Very cool. You like the countryside. Oh, countryside. Nice, nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and dive into um, today's theme, right? So obviously I've said it numerous times and I will keep on saying it. It is keep celebrating black music. The entire episode, again, is dedicated to celebrating black artists, right? So um, round one's theme is going to be spotlighting black Caribbean artists, much like Lila. And round two is going to be showcasing the black artists um, with, with, you know, a Latin influence that are Latin themselves, Afro-Caribbean, um, oh my gosh, Afro-Cuban, Afro-Brazilian, all kinds of those kind of genres, those kind of people, and making that kind of music, which is really awesome. So I do want to start this episode off, though, with a little music pop culture, right? So as we know, we are in the midst of a revolution. Guys, what do we think, or what do we expect the music industry to do to get better after this? What are, your, what are our thoughts, Leah? First and foremost, I think uh, as it relates to like the labels, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of very conscious, um, black artists out there doing their thing that are, you know, pretty underground. But mm-hmm. how labels work usually, it has to be the the artist that they sign has to be trending or something, or at least at a breaking point of, of mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. about to pop off something that's trendy, that's in demand, that not that that not necessarily is even like, you know, the yeah. the, the content that they're presenting isn't necessarily conscious, you know, like right. black consciousness, whatever, just, just conscious. And it's like when I look uh, at a lot of the artists that are, the labels are picking up and pushing and all of that, mm-hmm. it's like the music itself is, 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 is moving backwards. It's a lot of gun violence and, yeah. you know, even in grime, you find a lot of men talking about cutting and it, it's like, yeah. It's just a lot of negative content, so negative, I feel yeah. like it's a platform that that labels create for artists. Not mm-hmm. saying that it's all bad, you know. Right, there's right. a lot of great artists that are there, but I'm saying going forward, if it is that we're really looking to put a spotlight on blackness and just elevating mm-hmm. black people or just black music in general and consciousness, right. I just think it would make sense to. You know, either sign more artists that are going with that particular theme mm-hmm. or encourage the ones that are already signed to kind of just tailor Keep the kind of music that, that they're mm-hmm. making because, you yeah. know, you, you get so influential. It's like everything you think about becomes a trend for young people. Yeah, everything, everything. Their way of life and, mm-hmm. and, and how they behave. So that's definitely something I'd like to see. 
Yes, yes. I totally agree with that point, especially like, I mean, people and young people are just sponges and, and these labels, they are tastemakers and like what they do pick does come out and we do, we do, um, you know, soak it all up. And it's like, man, if we are going to go about, you know, spotlighting, as you said, black artists and black content, then why not make it positive? Why not elevate everyone spiritually, mind, body, soul, and especially sure. through music? Dave, do you have any thoughts too? Um, I, I agree. I think, listen, I think there's a, there's a conundrum here with humans. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would plead to the consumers uh-huh. that this is really sort of in their hands, right? Ultimately yeah. labels are there to make money. And, and so if people are consumed yeah, by this machismo yeah. uh, of this violent messaging, which obviously can erode entire communities and countries, mm-hmm. we need to stop buying that mm-hmm. or paying attention That's to it. That's true. And it's, we can too. And we can. I think it's the same way with journalism where, mm. you know, the, the expression is if it bleeds, it leads, right? There, there's always yep. these melodramas and as humans, I think we're, we gravitate towards it because it's interesting mm-hmm. because, it, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a sense of our sort of like mortality or our perseverance yeah. or all these sort of things. And I think unless we stop seeking that out, mm-hmm. I, I think honestly the labels are just going to serve us the easiest fodder for the them easiest, to make money. Yeah, yeah, the lowest common denominator, the easiest path of no resistance, exactly. whatever that phrase is. And mm-hmm. to Leela's point, there are so many artists, and I think this so is why many, I've always so loved uh, being on the promoter side, mm-hmm. that their growth is slower, they build an audience slower, but yeah. their longevity is longer, which for a promoter is great because that means you can work with them for five or 10 or 15 years. Right. And we're not here to just sort of super serve a TikTok trend because it doesn't sell mm-hmm. tickets. It doesn't work over the long term. Right. So I think we're in a point of privilege where we can sort of help some of those artists that have a conscious message. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I honestly think it's the consumers. And okay. if they don't change their consumption model, yeah. everyone else is just going to be lazy and give them what, whatever's easy. Right. And I really think, um, to Dave's point too, the energy is there. Like there's this one Instagram account I follow. It's called Pull Up For Change. And it's... Um, kind of like alongside the 15% challenge, which if you don't know what that is, it's like the black population in America is 15%. So like all companies should at least have 15% black people in like leadership or executive positions or just in the building period, right? So a lot of, um, this girl's been challenging a lot of different brands to um, show their their demographic makeup within the, um, the, the industry that they're in, within their company, et cetera. And a lot of people in the comments, when like the numbers are low for black people and just POC people in general, people are saying, you know what? I'm just not buying this anymore. They're really stepping up with that consumer attitude. So I would love to see that same energy because I feel like it's clearly on the internet. It's clearly here amongst all of us, that same energy, but put forth in the music industry too. I think we can, we can actually make some real change from both sides, from their side and from our side as consumers as well. So I love it. That was so, such a good conversation guys. Wow. Impactful. And what a great topic, precious. I mean, look at me. Look at me. Who chose these topics? It was, she's so smart. She's so, whoever a, does the programming for this is just so intelligent. I just, wow. We should just clap for her. <laughs> we, should just, we should just clap for her. She's a fantastic. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. So round one, spotlighting black Caribbean artists. Um, Dave, your song is going to go up first. So let us know what you've picked. Why? What's the story? Who is this artist? Well, I, I love uh, Caribbean music. I always have. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why. I think there's something about it that just, um, it, it really just speaks to me in terms of like, love the cadence. I love the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It just, there's obviously a part of it that that part of the world has so much optimism despite its, you know, its struggles. Yeah. And I, I just love the messaging. And part of it is obviously there's a religion there that's, mm-hmm. that's a black religion. There's not, yeah. there's not many of them. Uh, so I chose an artist that I think is probably foundational to 
most of what is cons- considered pop reggae at this point. Oh, okay. His name is Dennis Brown. Mm-hmm. He's not very well known, strangely, because I think he was sort of superseded by kind of global stars like like a Bob Marley. Oh, but okay. he was very much foundational, I think, creating the radio version of reggae mm. that was easy to consume in singles. Mm-hmm. Completely prodigious guy who I, I think last time I checked, he had like 26 albums. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, mind-boggling. A lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. work. And those are, I'm not talking about like one or two songs. The guy literally put out like 26 albums of work. Man. Um, and yeah, he, he, he celebrated the Rastafari religion. And the song is called Love Jaw. And I love it because it's, it's a completely positive message mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about bringing yourself close to your spirituality mm-hmm. and celebrating it. And I think as an outsider, as someone yeah. that grew up in Canada and had no real familiarity with that religion or its purpose, mm-hmm. it just sounded like a very sort of like blessed man being positive yeah. and really like, I think, you know, the spirit of this times, I think that message, that sense of optimism, mm-hmm. positivity, whether it's religious or not, yeah, I think it's just something we could hear more of music. So this is Dennis Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album was just Dennis came out in 1975. None of you guys were born. Yeah, I wasn't no. born yet. Oh, none of us. Wow. 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 <laughs> uh, and this guy is uh, considered the, the crown prince of reggae and uh, why not celebrate it right now? Okay. I like the um, subtle tempo changes yep. that are coming in here and coming in and out. If you study like reggae drumming, yeah. your mind will melt. Oh, really? They do so much with so little. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I've mentioned this previously. Yeah. It's, it's such a hard tempo and cadence to master. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even though it's not like that rock and roll, like loud, banging, huge drum right. fills. It doesn't like, need it's, to be it's so, so big. It's like reductionist, right? It's mm-hmm. like reducing something like to its most purest form. Right. And the rhythm is amazing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the lyrics of this song, I, I've literally grown up listening to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea of like, you know, mercy and love and yeah. being true to yourself and whoever your creator is, if you believe in that. Like, I, I just think these are kind of messages right now mm-hmm. that are more important than ever. Right. Because ultimately, when we kind of peel back everything, you know, we have an opportunity as a species to be so much better than we are right now. Definitely. And I think that's what hurts people the most is like so much of what is happening is so unnecessary. Like, yeah. honestly, like there isn't this massive greater benefit. Like people do not need to mm-hmm. suffer and die because it's not like it's it's not some sort of like war where we, we will like eventually like 
conquer these aliens and then like s- win supreme it's literally just mm-hmm. making people suffer and p- putting them in their place yeah for no real reason for like, like nothing it yeah. doesn't have to be like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i just the lyrics speak to me yeah and just a little bit more on this guy yeah um, tell us i'm curious too because i don't know him and i feel bad i don't know him. yeah literally like he you know he had i always you know how important are you it's like who shows up to your funeral yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> he literally That's had so the, the prime minister of jamaica show up to his funeral he oh, had wow. maxi priest and shaggy who at the time were probably the two biggest reggae stars show up yeah. Um, he won essentially the, the equivalent of the for Jamaica. He was knighted essentially, uh, uh, posthumously, and given uh, the 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 title of uh, I believe it's captain or something like that. But yeah, he was essentially given the highest honor the that highest Jamaica honor can give to a civilian. Um, and I would say almost anyone who's come from the, the sort of branch that is reggae, yeah. You just you owe so much to this guy in terms of like I said, he kind of made reggae that sort of mass popular format mm-hmm. that Bob Marley mastered and then it made it a global like phenomenon. Went with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. please try to top this track. I, I love I, that. I dare you. I think I can. Well, I'll try. I'll try. Let's go. Um, Leela, are you familiar with Dennis? Yeah, for sure. Dennis Dennis Brown is one of my favorite artists. Big up yourself, Dave. That's an awesome selection. I actually. Um, second chance, my single second chance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's on the the experience EP. Yeah, that was I did that on one of his one of his um beats. So he has a song called Promise Land. Okay, that's Promise where Land. I got the the inspiration from for that song. Your second chance. Awesome. Oh no, so Dave might just win this. Darn it. Okay, stay with me, girl. Ah, jeez. I'll I'll try. Maybe I can't top <laughs> that track. Oh, jeez, it's a deeper connection. I, I feel like. You've struck on a few of those before, too. So I have. I know what it feels like when you're on the other side. And now I'm like, I know what it feels like to also be on the other side. Oh, gosh. Okay, Steve. Well, my song is by um, this gentleman, and he is from Jamaica by way of London. So his name is um, Liam Bailey, <laughs> and the song is called Fight. And we'll cue it up now. Let's go. I found a new way. Our scars forgive us, no problems I hide, will stay with me of course, I beg for more time, more second chances, no more time for the lifestyle I've been living, we got better days to come. Yes. It's a yes from me, guys. Um, but yeah, I like this guy. I think I it's so cool, right? Song. Yeah, so he, he, let me get the album. Yeah, I like song. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, so his album was called Definitely Now. And um, a lot of people did reviews of it. They called him like the next big thing. And it was weird because I didn't do enough research, but he suddenly disappeared. And I don't know where he went to or what the deal was, but he's only recently kind of resurfaced in 2019 and 2020 with like a full beard and some nice dreads. And he's, he's back on the music scene, which is All great. Right. Um, but I like him. It's a very modern spin 
on um, kind of what Dennis was doing. And I think that, you know, at a festival, I would definitely go see um, Liam and then I would go see Leela. I think that would be a great, like, headliner and then, or no, <laughs> like a subliner and then a headliner moment. Great moment. Um, both new spins on, like, kind of reggae. But this guy, I feel like he's like the answer to a John Mayer and a Leon Bridges wow. married together. And like from Jamaica. I feel like he's doing exactly what those two artists are doing too, but just like his own way and that he deserves recognition for, for pioneering this kind of sound, but like making it making it kind of commercial, making it kind of soft, making it kind of like one of those songs I would play, um, you know, at a picnic in Central Park with my yep. girlfriends and there's Rose. It's like, it's kind of commercialized, but like, I don't know. I feel like him and Jack Johnson will get along together, like the whole acoustic you're, you're throwing him right in with all the like beachside white guys yeah because i feel like i feel like this is in that vein but it's like i don't know but it's like it's different it is different it i do i mean a it's, it's a beautiful song i i still feel like we got to be true to the roots of reggae so okay Leela, tell us who who had a better track who yes. topped that track who won mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i'm sorry but I have to be biased. I'm gonna be biased. I'm a big Dennis Brown fan. Oh, love it! No. So, oh, I'm, a, I'm gonna give it to Dave for right now. But, but, <laughs> but, thanks for putting me on to that artist. What's his name? Liam Bailey. Liam Bailey. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that artist, and I really like that song. But sorry. No, here. No. no, you you can't go against Dennis. Come on. <laughs> I'm so um, Lila, apparent, apparently he's from Jamaica, so I'm I'm surprised um he hasn't sort of like resonated over resonated, there. Yep. He's I mean he's he's been in London for a while though. He's been in London. So he's an expat. Yeah, yeah, he's an expat. There's so many talented people to Jamaica, it's really hard to keep track of everybody. That's yeah. the beauty about music for me. I'm always just walking up new people. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask too, I wanted to know, um, what is the, the Caribbean music scene um, like in Jamaica? I think Jamaicans listen to outside of Jamaican music. Mm-hmm. I think what they take most from the Caribbean would be soca. Soca. And okay. I think that's because, you know, Caribbean people, they, they really like partying. Uh, or yes. black people in general. I really Me feel like they like, <laughs> they like music that, that gets them out and, and, and gets them in the street having fun. So Enjoy. I think next to dancehall, mm-hmm. in the in the Caribbean music scene, I think soca would be the next big thing here in Jamaica. Okay. So, okay. yeah, that. that's what I think. That's such a, man... That kind of explains why I've always loved reggae. Now that I think about it, because you love to go dance, it's, you love to be you happy. You can play it anywhere, and it's re- if you don't move, it is kind of impossible to not. Yeah, there's something. It's literally. It's like mm-hmm. the uh, yes, girl. I don't know the moon and the waves. Like it's tied together. Like you, you cannot, you know, break that connection. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like for that. sure, for sure. But music is definitely about groove. You know, oh, it's it has to be. be. It has to. Oh, if it's not, oh, then what? Is it? <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys, let's move on to round two. So um, this is this is the black artists with the Latin influence, the Latin music influence. I love my artist, or should I say, like, group of artists. Dave, you are not going to beat this. You're not going to beat this. Because wow. the artists I've picked, <laughs> and it's Pride Month, stop, stop. I really, I really, I really hit the nail on the head You're with this. doubling down on identity <laughs> politics, and I've lost already. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so this woman, her name is um, Lenny Kurt. She is from Brazil. She is the vocalist of a five-piece group called the Carmelos. Okay. She is a black trans woman. And she is leading the black Brazilian LGBT movement. Um, that's just for acceptance and pride and joy. And it has like a big a big tie to music right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of the artists, like she's pioneering the way. She's pioneering the way. So this song is called Presente. And we're going to listen to it. And I'll tell you more about her. Love it. All right. Para, para. De manhã desejei dar palavras a mais Fica âmbar a neblina Fumaça glorida pra te celebrar Sei até o que causa alvoroço aí vai dar pé Aventura faz bem pro ori Sua escama nova brilha além do peixe Pra te dar parabéns, pra te ver mergulhar Fica sem, vejo que já tem tudo aí Mas meu bem, se esquecer não faz mal me pedir Se quiser que eu esquente, vem Nana no meu All right, guys. So she and her band came onto the scene in 2015. They're from Sao Paulo. And since coming on the scene in 2015, they've um, been on the NPR Tiny Desk moment. They have toured all over America and played South by Southwest. So they are, they're doing their damn thing, right? I love it. But also important moment to say that Brazil, I looked this up, apparently has like one of the highest rates of trans violence. Like that's like the the country is very, very backward in that regard. So um, she and her band, Lenny Keller, they've been um, really pioneering the way for visibility and like leading that movement. And a lot of like the magazines and the articles I was reading about her and her band really praise her efforts. And in one of the um, interviews she did, she was quoted as saying um, she and her band aren't asking for space. Instead, they're occupying what is already theirs. And I think that's really just really, really important because when you can break boundaries of course like that elevates people but one of the ways you can do it is like via music and I think that's one of the best ways because obviously you listen to music and you love it you feel it you know what they're saying and you identify with it but then when you go and look who the band is it's like wow this is a black trans woman leading a whole leading a five-piece band and like it's so important to see that and know that and support that and like fall in love without even knowing that you know what I mean right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's but a beautiful yes. message. I don't have a lot of frame of reference for singing in Portuguese, but just yeah. Sue George, like, love that dude. And it reminds me just, like, how gorgeous, like, Portuguese it is, is right? as a language to sing, that mm-hmm. those romantic languages always lend themselves. Yes. Listen, this is a good track. Mm-hmm. Love the story. Love the message. They were also nominated for a Latin, or, um, oh, my gosh, no, it's a Portuguese language rock, an alternative album 
the best one of those last year. They were nominated, so I just want to put that out there. Okay. Yes, yeah, so she um, and her band. I, I just feel like I have a better track. You don't, though. All that being said. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. And if you're looking... Well, this is such a beautiful feel. It's a beautiful I one. love this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you're interested and want to know more, um, the internet is there, but Lenicola is calling this music um, New Black How Music. How is her name spelled? L-I-N-I-K-L-E-R. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, but she's calling this music Funzy. That's what she's labeling oh, I the like style. That. Funzy, yeah. Funzy music. Yes, funzy music. All right, guys. So, Dave, you're going to try and answer this. Let's see what he tries to do, Leela. <laughs> I don't think. I don't. All right, Dave. Come on, man. I'm, ca- listen, on you here. I'm glad you're patient. You're <laughs> waiting for me. I'm going to deliver right here. <laughs> so this is a very, very personal song to me mm-hmm. in that I've, I've honestly, like, Everyone says this. I've probably listened to this album 300, 400 times. Like, I love this album. I don't know what it was about it, time and moment, mm-hmm. but this is Wyclef Jean uh-huh. on the, the Carnival, which is, what I think, one of the most underrated albums of all time. And the, the song is called Guantanamera. Oh, look and, at you. Go ahead, reading. And uh, I can read, barely. Uh-huh. And I got to get I my brain checked out. What I loved about this album was it literally, which just felt like an absolute melting pot of influences. Okay. And if you guys don't know about Wyclef, he was obviously in Fuji's yeah. with Miss Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. They were, uh, you know, together. Mm. She does make an appearance on this track. So, oh, cool. Hey, lo- love. No, love never stop ends, it. You know? Stop. You trying to do Lauren Hill on this. And I'm trying to do Lauren it, Hill. That's not, no. I, I didn't, you don't even have to like play her part. But. I just think this song represents so many things uh, particular to the idea of like Latin crossover, Afro-Caribbean. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. all summarized in the song in that this is essentially revisiting an old standard. Oh, okay. And kind of, it's a redux. I wouldn't say it's a remix. It's a Mm -hmm. complete new approach and version of it, new instrumentation and everything. Yeah. And for me, it just represents the best of sort of like Latin black crossover. Tell me that you love me. 
Hey, yo, I'm standing at the bar with a Cupid cigar. Oh, God. That was a cute line about the penny, the dime, and oh, the nickel. Yeah. That was cute. I mean, listen, the guy's witty. Again, yeah. it's a great... I mean, listen, no one's going to say Wyclef Jean is the best rapper. Yeah, like, no. Lyricist, but I just love how boldly he went in on this album. Mm-hmm. Literally mixed everything. It was during that era when... And you guys probably don't even know this because you're too young, but like yeah. there was tons of skits in albums where there was literally like double the track listing because it was oh, just like, yeah. like literally like almost like mini podcasts in between every, in every song. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. There's something about this song where you're kind of revisiting this old standard. You use that chorus. Yeah. You you just dump it into the middle '90s kind of hip hop vibes, mm-hmm. and then you're adding guitar and just I don't know. There was just there was something really special about this album. Yeah. I think the guy as a producer and a sort of a mastermind of kind of like crossover pop music mm-hmm. is amazing. So, Quadubuke Haiti, he is uh, honestly like an original G. And Lila, back me up. This is a better song. I shouldn't stop. <laughs> um, to be honest, I am not a Wyclef fan. Oh, I love it! I like, I I like him in the Fugees. Okay, yeah. I like him in the Fugees, but not 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 as a not as a solo artist. But all those points you're, you're making is pretty cool. I do think this song is pretty cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like anybody could have done that. You know, like oh, okay, basically. But they didn't. He basically just sang Guantanamera on a on a on a on a on a hip hop beat, and you know, it's and like it could, it, have, it could have been way more creative for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think the 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 Lin Killer, the Mini Killer um artist, yeah, that was that was a bit unique. I, I, I haven't heard anything like that before. Ah! I don't know if it's because I don't really listen to a lot. <laughs> I just I can't yeah. win outright every time. Woo! Well, Lila, I have to say, I totally respect your opinion, but I want you to revisit the Carnival yeah. album, please, on my account. Revisit I, I it. will. I will. I will. I think, I will I think sure. you'll enjoy I it. I don't, I don't back anything that I don't, you know, yeah. look into deeply. But yeah, I'm just right. saying, like, as a, as a, I really like Wycliffe in the studio, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, as I mean, he was effort. one of the producers, yeah. mastermind, songwriters. Everybody man. has their talents. Oh, <laughs> you're telling him to live in the background. <laughs> nah, 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 man. You nah, 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 Lila, right now. Nah, that's not what I'm saying. That's nah, nah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like some hey. people work better in our group. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit I right. listen to it. I listen to it for sure, Dave. I, it's a sad it. day it's for a carnival. <laughs> carnival, yeah. The carnival. But you won. You won. <laughs> You won in the beginning. Mean, I you know. Won in the first I know. Mm-hmm. You got the first one, and then I got the second one. Woo! <laughs> Too fun. Too I got fun. the sunrise. You got the sunset. Yes. To yes. make us beautiful for both. Mm-hmm. Hey, well said. That was quick. That was a good line. Yeah. We should, we should get into podcasting. Okay. All right. So, Lila, final parting questions for you. What kind of musical journey have mm-hmm. you been on yourself? Uh, as a young artist, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to discover myself as an artist and figure out what exactly it is that I have to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be known for having like, you know, she, she actually can sing. She has a really nice, nice voice. Yes. I really like what they say, genre bending and all of those stuff. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I, I listen to a lot of, of different music. So. I'd sit down at home and probably just be listening to an, an opera singer for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to like get a feel of different singing styles and different vibes. But I feel I started out 
when I just just started getting into music, I I I, I had this very deep love for like one drop reggae music. You know, you couldn't yeah. really get me considering to to sing on a dancehall beat or even rhythm that are even in my in my project right now. Mm-hmm, so I feel like as I moved from high school, then I was just very tuning to like um, reggae. Yeah. And then I went on to university and I started meeting different people who were also pursuing music. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I I normally just like exper- experimenting with people. So I met these guys who were like, they, 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 they swore they were rappers, you know, they're like, yeah. their thing is rapping. So that's when I first started listening to like Migos and, and all of those, those, um, you know, contemporary uh, rappers out of America. And that's mm-hmm. when I started paying attention to that kind of music. Okay. So I feel like over time, just being exposed to different, different kinds of um, ways of expressing yourself musically and different artists and mm-hmm. not necessarily boxing myself into one right. particular kind of sound. It really mm-hmm. kind of just frees me up and, at this point, I'm I'm open to 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 doing whatever whatever you know like yeah. my one of my main goals as, as an artist is to go into different spaces and get influenced by their music like hands on. So mm-hmm. I want to spend some time in Africa. I want to spend some time in India, mm-hmm. Brazil, like all of these places, and just get like a first hand like really immersive talk to the people mm-hmm. and you know just feel out their culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that way I won't just be like replicating what I'm hearing and trying to sound like it as a means of an influence, but I'd be exposed to it. So Mm -hmm. I know exactly the feel and the vibe, you know? Yeah. And you can accurately, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I support that. Oh man, that's exciting. That's such a great journey too. I can't wait until you do all of those things. I can't wait to hear the music that comes out of those adventures. Yeah, man. I'm I'm very excited too. Like that's one of the things I had planned to do Mm -hmm. um, for this year, actually. Like everywhere okay. I go on tour, each city or whatever, I try and find out, you know, like what what's the what's the music scene there, and and try, you know, with of course with that with that with the allotted time I'd have between being on stage and rehearsals and all of that, yeah, you know, just try to do more research into different cultures and all of that, because what I find is like as an artist, sometimes when people say, oh yeah, it must be so fun traveling the world is like you don't really get to experience most of the world mm-hmm. because be you get to a city like I went to I went to Italy for the first time last year and I literally went there for a few hours mm-hmm. I just went we arrived at about 7 in the night I had to be on stage by like 9 mm-hmm. and then I had to leave at like 3 in the morning wow. so like I didn't really get to experience the place anything and yeah. that's how it is sometimes yeah you just got out went to work and then basically left and it's yeah you'd miss those you miss those moments to really interact with the city and learn more about what's going on there yeah, man, for sure. but yeah but yeah i support this i support this move for you well i was going to ask a tough question about yeah, like uh you know personification of black women as sexual and all this kind of stuff but you you yeah. answered such a great journey question i don't want to pollute that and mm-hmm. i think we should have you back <laughs> yes for a whole no, other I'm, episode i'm yes. done for whatever oh, i love it <laughs> i am yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I really like this. I really like this. I'm sure I learned a lot for sure. Like, well, yeah, I learned you... a lot about music. And L- listen to the rest of us. Artists, so <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> we are thankful for you. Yes, Lila. Thank you. So I'm going to, for you. the audience, so um, spell your name. So it's L I L A 
uh, I K E. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pronunciated yeah. Lila I K. Mm-hmm. Now Lila, uh, for yeah. all your socials, are they the same? Where can people find you the easiest? Yeah, I, I think um, I send. A lot of time on Twitter. That's like my my space right there, mm-hmm. and Instagram also. So I'll, I'll utilize like the live, so I can actually have like you know face to face interactions. Well, mm-hmm. virtual face to face interactions with people as much as possible. Right. Um. So everything is Lila Ike L I L A I K E. The only space that is different is Twitter, and it's the only difference is I had to add a J A because somebody on it already was using Lila Ike. No. All right. Oh, uh, Everywhere uh, is Lila IK for sure. Nice, nice. Well, I'm going to come follow you on Twitter, see, see what you're up to. Yes, I will also follow on Twitter because that's where I like to hang out. Don't, don't judge me, right? I, no. I, I'll be speaking random. I'll be judging. I will I'm, not I'm an be old judging. man. I can judge you. Know? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you fun. keep calling yourself an old man. Like, how old are you? <laughs> I'm very old. Dave I'm will double never, your age. He'll never reveal. One of my friends asked me how old Dave was, and I was like, you know what, girl? I actually don't know. <laughs> well, if you pay, if you know, you Lila, don't sound so old, though. I have a young voice. Yeah, let's let's play Lila in the background. Um, I've actually said my birthday probably about a dozen times in these episodes. So, Lila, as you revisit all our episodes, because I know you're a huge fan now, you can you can find out how old I am. It's a little it's a little oh, Easter egg. That is a little Easter egg. Okay. Um, I want to thank so many people, but I think this is probably appropriate time to just black women in general. You guys yes. are the fucking best. That's yeah. So Precious Cato is my beautiful co-host. That's me. And uh, <laughs> the reason she gets all the applause and, and the glory mm-hmm. is because she also engineers this podcast, yep. edits it, makes it beautiful. Are they clapping in the background? They're so clapping. much clapping. So nice. You you have a live audience yourself. <laughs> I need one. And um, I can't say thank you enough, Lila. You were so fun to have on, and I love your music. Yes, um, thank you. Our intro and now outro Thanks song so is called I Spy. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Please check it out. Um, be safe out there. Yes. Loved having you guys. All right, everyone. We'll catch you the next Thanks time. so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lila. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>